0: conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life. Whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive, why don't
1: you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And he's my dad. (laughs) All right. That was our uh, that was our attempt at doing like the late night disc the jockey voice. late
0: boys. night disc jockey voice, yeah.
2: But anyway, uh, father and son, and we're here at the table talking about the many questions of life. We're glad that you joined us, and we're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. Hey, Dad. Yes. What is one of your favorite TV shows as a kid? Or I guess what was one of your favorite TV yeah, shows as a was. kid? Yeah, what was? Well, you know, it's funny. One of the things that I just
0: recently remembered a show that was one of my all-time favorites okay uh, was a show called Speed Racer. Yeah. It was a cartoon, and I didn't know it was an anime, and I loved it. Um. Um, So recently when I started watching anime again, it just kind of came back. I used to watch this as a kid because Speed Racer was my favorite. His car was cool. He had um, saws that came out. Dang. Because he always had to drive through the woods for some reason.
2: Yeah. Not so every episode chop but a lot of
0: episodes. So he had these saws to chop the trees down. And then it also had these metal things that would make his car be able to jump. Ooh, that's and cool. he was a racer and it was just cool and I thought it was cool. So yeah, when I was a kid, Speed Racer was my jam. Um, I mean of course I loved Scooby Doo and all that growing up. That was yeah. that was another jam at the time. But yeah, Speed Racer.
2: Yeah, I it's funny that you started watching anime before you even knew that you liked anime. Yeah, no idea. Like, before Dragon Ball Z existed, (laughs) you watched anime. And it's funny. uh, I remember as a kid, we used to have uh, Sky Angel, which was like the Christian version of Cable. Yep. And uh, I, I watched an episode of a show that I didn't know what it was. It's called Flying House. Oh, yeah. And it turned out that was an anime. It's from, like... The early 80s. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It it was Ancient of Days for me, at least. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I still have that theme song stuck in my head. It's
1: like...
2: (laughs) Dang, you do know it. I do, I do. It's pretty iconic. Um, But anyway, I would say probably one of my favorite childhood TV shows was Kids Next Door. For yes. those of you out there that have watched Kids Next Door, we are the privileged few. Wow! Because that show was fantastic. Really I, nice. I only, as an adult, realized how clever it was. Mm-hmm. Like they always had a a different like acrostic, basically that said you know what an item was. Uh, for example, they would have armor and they would call it bra, and it was battle ready armor. <laughs> <laughs> and so I uh, like as an adult, I'm like oh. That's what that means. That's what that means. <laughs> but yeah. like the the adults were like the bad guys. So there was like the ice cream truck people that were always trying to get to turn the kids into ice creams, or the teenagers. <laughs> the turn the teenagers were evil. That's right. Because I guess teenagers are just teenagers, evil. yeah. But it was it actually had a lot of funny stuff, and I thought the action was cool. Yeah, legitimately, it was a cool show as a show. kid. So I'd I'd say that'd probably be my top. Yeah. Okay. So today, we are uh, currently covering the topic throughout these weeks of adulting. Mm-hmm. And probably another one of the biggest questions when it comes to adulting is this. Should I have kids? Or how do I navigate the world of kids if I'm going to have them? A lot of people these days just don't. And, yeah, and you know true. that's a current phenomenon. And so I think a lot of people are asking, you know, why should I? You know, what's the reason? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the big question, really. Should or shouldn't I have kids?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, not everybody can have kids. Right. But, I mean, there's something about having children that that kind of does something to you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think if you can, I, I think you should. Right. Because I think it helps you in just so many ways that you wouldn't understand. Now, if you can't have children... You know, and maybe you try to adopt or if you yeah. can't, then, you know, some some people have that where they can't. But to me, the danger is a lot of people are just choosing not to because I think they have a skewed view of what it means to have children.
2: Well, I think I think there's that's there's probably truth to that. But let mm-hmm. me kind of give you, you know, Emily and I have been married for a few years and so that time isn't too far off for us yeah. of having kids. And these are some of the thoughts that are going through my head. And I'm sure a lot of young adults could probably relate to this. Um, <clears throat> one, there's the money factor. Yeah. I don't want to have kids if I'm going to give them a life where we're constantly struggling to make ends meet. Yeah. I don't want them to have that kind of life or, or plans. I don't want to have kids just as a, as a byproduct of being married but I want it to be intentional.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I want to actually have kids because I want to have them. Yeah. Not just because, you know, I should, cause I wouldn't want to grow up if you had just, you know, you and mom had just had us because you should. Yeah. And then, you know, the final thing is like, sometimes I'm like, Emily and I, we just, we don't like you talked about last week. You don't feel like an adult. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, I just don't have my stuff together, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so those are some of the things that I think people are struggling with. And I'd be mm. curious to hear your response.
0: Well, I think first you
2: have to come into
0: that understanding. We, we kind of do a disservice to a lot of people today because we present children as a hassle. Mm. It's, you know, oh, once you have kids, your life is miserable. And, you, you know, know,
2: I've actually heard something basically saying that. Yeah. Oh, just wait till you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and... You know,
0: and that's not a lie um, in that it does change your life. But what it does is instead of it being just you two, you bring another person into the world. It kind of transforms you, mm. the way you think about things, the way you do. That's why the Bible speaks about kids being a blessing. Mm. And I think they're a blessing also for what they do to you and what they can do for the world because if you pour into your child that child can do things and and the goal i think of every parent is to make sure their child is ahead of them right and the danger we have today is we think that's just a financial thing mm. but throughout history most children did not grow up privileged that's true you know some did but a lot of times the ones who did didn't turn out so well Fair and point. i think that's where we have to be careful that we think well i want my kid to have all the nice stuff. I want my kid to have everything nice. Well, that may not be what they need. And I'm not point. saying that you should live poor because of your children. But I think there's a balance in that, yeah. that. That Sometimes it's good for kids not to have everything. So then they learn how to use their imagination. They learn maybe how to work yeah. and how to do some things for themselves. And they learn um, being frugal, which is not a bad thing to have in life. Where if you're just used to having whatever you want, that kind of messes you up when you become an adult. That's
1: a good and point. And I think
0: we have a lot of people becoming adults today who were raised in a, mm. well, I want to give my kid everything. Well, then they become an adult and think, well, everybody should give me everything. And that mm. kind of messes them up. Um, but, but kids, kids, they're a blessing. And, and kids, they're their own unique human being. Yeah. They're, they're, God created them to be in your family. So I think what we have to do is not look at children as a way to justify who we are as an adult. They don't do that. Mm. But they're part of your journey as an adult. Mm. Because children help you see things you never realized. One, it does help you kind of feel like an adult because you've got to make the decisions. Right. You know, um, should we go to the doctor? Should we not? When do we do this? When do we do that? There's a lot of frustration and a lot of not knowing but then once you kind of get some confidence in it, you know, where first child, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Second child, you're like, okay, I got, I kind of got some of this down. Right. And then some people go three. I mean, we only have two, but some people do three, four, five. Yeah. And and you kind of kind of know what you're doing. But the danger when you have a lot of kids is, you know, you kind of pull out of the parenting thing and the older kids raise the younger kids. Mm. That's what they used to do, kind of. Um, It isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as that first child you poured into them very well. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to back off Mm -hmm. and not parent. But I think a lot of people either don't have kids because it's a selfish thing. Mm. Because we want to have a lot of stuff. Um, If I have children, I'll have to pay for school. I'll have to pay for this. And I think those are negatives. And it kind of looks at children as a negative. And I think a lot of people in our society do it that way. Mm -hmm. Yes, you you won't have a lot of sleep. You'll you'll have to learn how to do things in the early days, especially. But I mean, that's your child. Yeah. And there's just something about that that transforms you as a as an adult, and it helps you realize, Gosh, I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, I'm kind of selfish. Mm. But when you have a child, you're like, okay, I can't be as selfish as I want to be, and that's not necessarily a bad thing.
2: Yeah. As you're talking about it, the word that comes up into my mind is that kids are inconvenient
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but amazing and good yeah and that's what it kind of sounds like like your life will be less convenient if you have kids that's just a fact and i think that's where the whole oh just wait till you have kids stems from yeah it's like oh you're you're married and think you got it rough wait till you have kids yeah you know we can only go on a date once every six months or something like that which wouldn't be good but anyway uh It is inconvenient because Mm -hmm. you have somebody that literally needs you. Yeah. They're not just dependent in the sense of emotionally. They are physically dependent on you for life. Yeah. And that is increased responsibility. And I think those are two things that in our society we want to avoid
1: Mm -hmm.
2: is inconvenience and then responsibility. And now that you're saying that, it's kind of calling me out a little bit. (laughs) But, you know, it's a a fair point. And, and that's the whole thing. We look at
0: inconvenience as a bad thing. But a lot of times the things that make us grow the most are mm-hmm. the things that challenge us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like if you want to grow physically, you've got to maybe exercise harder or change the way you exercise and Good do point. things like that. So, so it, it challenges you. But what do you do? You develop new muscles. Mm-hmm. You develop new balance. You can do things. Children do that for you. A lot of people, the reason they're not growing up is because they they don't have a child. Mm -hmm. They don't have anyone they're pouring into. And even if someone can't have children, if you mentor people, that kind of fits that role. We all need people above us, side by side with us, and we need people below us that we're mentoring and changing, and that's what kids do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of young adults who are married and maybe they get into their 30s and 40s and they don't have children, they don't really know what they're missing. that Kids can bring, and that's the blessing I think of children,
2: okay, so let's say somebody says, "I see what you're saying. I do want to have kids. How do I plan for that what What would be some some tips you'd give them?
0: Yeah, I think um planning is important. Uh, you want to plan, but they they got to understand there's no perfect time mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you say, well, let's not have kids right now because the economy. Let's not have kids right now because of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, people had kids, you know, throughout history in the worst of times. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, biblically, it was, we'll kill your children. And people were still having children. Mm -hmm. You know, so so people have always had children and they may not always come. But if you can plan, you want to try to plan. You want to try to have some things set up to where, okay, Maybe we're going to wait till we're out of debt. We're going to wait until, you know, maybe we have a little bit bigger house. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are not bad things. And planning is a good thing. You just want to be careful that you don't, if you're married for too long without kids, you get really, really used to the world without children. Mm-hmm. And it can be harder to break out of that. Your mom and I actually had that conversation because um, we waited. Oh gosh, you were born in 95. We married in 90. Mm-hmm. So it was 5 years. Um and and we talked about how she actually said I could see where people just decide now nah, I'm good. Mm. You know, cuz if you're both working, you got decent income, you know, you could have a good lifestyle. Yeah. And and she said that would be a dangerous place to be. So I think you have to have that balance of I think there is a good thing about planning, maybe waiting, building your relationship doing mm-hmm. some things to maybe be a little bit better financially set for the kids. Um, but if you wait too long, you may not go down that road.
2: Yeah. This is just kind of a thought. But like what's interesting is throughout history, having kids was actually a vital part of survival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, when there was no retirement plan, yeah, like your, your kids are your retirement plan. If yeah. they don't take care of you, Sorry. Yeah, there was no such thing as like nursing homes. There was Mm -hmm. no such thing as, you know, being able to retire and just be independently wealthy. Like if if you live in a time of farmers, one, you need people to help around. Yeah. And then number two, once you got really old, who's going to take care of you? And so kids were a they were more than just the kid themselves. They offered a whole lot. Now we've taken a lot of that away. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people only look at the negative sides, but it's still a rewarding experience. It's still a important experience. And I believe that because mm-hmm. I feel like it widens your perspective. Yeah, it does. I think every generation thinks that they're the culmination of all generations before them. They're the peak. Yeah. But the truth is you're you're not the peak. Mm-hmm. I heard a, a teaching one time and this it was a guy talking about that. And he said, you're not the peak of the pyramid. You are a link in the chain. And you have to see yourself. There's a generation before you. There's your generation. There's a generation after you. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of look at the scope of 100 years before you were born, 100 years after you're born, you see how small life is. And then having kids gets put into perspective. And you see, all right, this isn't just about me in this life. I'm here to raise and pour into the next generation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good place to be.
0: Yeah, I think what it does is it also gives us a sense of legacy. Mm. Because as you pour into your children, you're really pouring into your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, because that legacy will carry on, good Mm -hmm. or bad. And that's where, you know, um, I I think for me... You know, I was wanting to raise you guys with a biblical mindset.
1: Yeah.
0: I was not raised with that biblical mindset. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was gonna have to pay that price and figure that out and do all the hard work and everything. So you guys were raised in that. And and it was, it was hard mm-hmm. work, it was it was a struggle. But to me, I was thinking that you guys wouldn't have to live in, in that that kind of lifestyle I lived in. And plus you would pass down a biblical legacy to your children. Mm -hmm. So it was really thinking two and three generations
2: down the line. That's true. And I'll tell you, it worked. Um, Like sometimes legitimately I will encourage people who are struggling in their life and struggling as parents and saying like the decisions that you make for yourself, Can change everything in a generation Mm -hmm. and that's the truth a lot of people think that like this might be a reason people don't have kids I didn't have a good dad yeah or I didn't have a good mom yeah or I was raised in a broken home so Mm -hmm. I don't want to have kids and put my kids through that but the truth is is you can live differently yeah because you're an example of that like like you know your home situation wasn't exactly ideal Mm -hmm. and you know you didn't have the biblical mindset but because you made those choices and were willing to go through those hard things i got to be raised in a house that was godly mm-hmm. it, like if i could have guessed what y'all what y'all's home life would be mm-hmm. i would have guessed they were ideal because mine was ideal yeah and even though they weren't i still got to enjoy that and that's yeah. something that i do want to give to my kids too and i want them to go a step further in whatever ways they can
0: Yeah, and that's I think most parents have that. Even parents who maybe have made mistakes or almost every parent who's worth their salt wants a better life for their children. And what we have to understand is that's not just a financial thing.
2: And I think that's important because that's what we think about.
0: We do. We think about the finances, but I think the mindset is a huge thing. Even people who don't necessarily believe the Bible, they want a better life for their children. Everybody Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so I think it's a thing that... As, as a young adult or young married, if you're wanting to have kids, I think planning is good. You know, getting ready for them is good and, and trying to be your very best. But understand, you'll never have that moment where, you know, the light bulb goes off, the angels in heaven saying, now have a child. Um, yeah. You just kind of have to, okay, I think it's, it's about the right time.
2: Just one last thing before we move on from this topic. I don't know if we're going to do a thing on parenting in the future, but just no. in case we don't, one of the most helpful illustrations I've heard from you was talking about thinking of your kids, not as the center, but as welcomed guest. Yeah. Could you explain that a little bit just for the people listening? Yeah.
0: Your mom and I heard that from a uh, course we took. Um, I think it was called Growing Kids God's Way. And, and there was a whole lot of stuff in that course that we were like, okay, we're not doing all that. But they had the attitude That I thought was the best, that your children are a welcome member of your family, not the center of your family.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because when a couple gets married, they're the family. Mm -hmm. Children will come and join the family, but eventually they're going to leave. They're going to go and start their own families. Mm -hmm. And that's healthy and that's normal. And so what you do is as your children are with you, yes, you pour into them they're, they're a part of your family, but the world doesn't revolve around them. The world actually, if we're thinking biblical mindset revolves around, you know, God is everything in yeah. our world. But even then, the marriage actually is a little higher in rank than the children mm-hmm. because a healthy marriage does more for the security of the children, for the home. You know, you can do almost nothing with your kids, but if you have a healthy marriage, they're way more going to have a better life you know yeah. if a mother and father are married and are home yeah. together they have a healthy home the majority of times those kids are going to turn out great
1: mm-hmm.
0: it won't be perfect nobody's perfect no marriage is perfect but it's one of those things that it really helps people to understand that that your children don't become the center of your life when they're born yeah they're just a welcome part of it
2: yeah and i, I think that's such a good illustration and i wanted people to hear that before we moved on from the topic yeah so let's go ahead and jump into the questions of the day uh this question and answer segment the first question is this and it's probably based off the career thing we talked about last week yeah how do i know if i'm in god's will with my career yeah that's
0: a hard one um I think you've got to understand being in God's will is not some mystery that God is hiding from us. Mm. If you have a job right now, I mean unless the job is, you know, selling cocaine to small children or something like that. Oh my gosh. You know that, that went from zero yeah, to a hundred real quick. That would be that would be a negative. But it's it's you know, if if you're working a job and, and you're doing your best to provide to do then pretty much you live like that's God's will. Mm-hmm. If God wants you to do something different, then he'll begin to put that in your heart. Yeah. And I think that's where we have to, you know, they think, well, okay, I'm working at Costco now, and I don't know. Is this God's will? Is it not? Well, are you working? You know, work. Do your best. You know, serve in that job. Mm-hmm. And if it's not something that really clicks with you, Start praying and talking to God about it. Mm-hmm. But what you don't want to do is just jump from job to job to job and expect, well, if, if I'm in God's will, the job will be perfect. Yeah. Well, that's not true.
2: A lot of times it's the opposite. Yeah. It's, it's, be, it can
0: be tougher. Yeah, God may put you in a job to change you mm-hmm. because, okay, I'm going to give you a boss that's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So you learn how to submit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to submit. Well, I'll just send you to another boss that's even worse. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll learn how to submit. And so what we want to do is assume if I'm working right now, I'm in God's will. So I'm going to act like it. I'm going to bring my very best to it. And then trust God that he can speak to me about another thing. Because here's the deal. If you're working in one job and you're giving your best in everything, but God may want you somewhere else. It may open an opportunity Mm -hmm. where if you're out there searching, 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 Mm -hmm. you may move Mm -hmm. to something that may not be the best thing. So, and I'm not saying sometimes there's a time where you're like, okay, it's time. Mm -hmm. You know, and God will give you that if you pray you and your spouse, if you're married, you know, feel that way. Um, But I would be I would be cautious about assuming that just because it's tough, it's not God's will. A lot of times when it's tough, it's where
2: God wants you. That's very true. 100%. And I would just encourage whoever asks themselves questions like this. This is when the theology of God's grace really comes in, I feel like,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because the truth is God's God and he's pretty good at running everything. Yeah. And so if you're willing, if you're just willing to be obedient, Mm -hmm. he can guide you and he can use your life to do things that you can't even imagine. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we think that God's will is this fine line. And if you fall outside the fine line, you're just going to invite curses down on yeah, you. And, yeah. then, and then you're going to invite pain and suffering. Yeah. And then you're going to lose it all because you didn't do God's will. And you're going to have regret. Yeah. You know. But the truth is, and there are times we miss God and regret it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that there's not. But with your life, if you come with a posture of humility and you mm-hmm. say, God, whatever you want, I'm in it. Yeah, You've yeah. placed me here right now. I'm going to give it my very best. Guide me. And that's your prayer, God will honor that. Yeah. When we get into trouble, is when we try and be God for Him. Mm -hmm. We try to help Him out. mm -hmm. Yeah. That's when we get into trouble. You can see it in Bible story after Bible story. Yeah. Yeah. Helping God out doesn't work well. Let Him be God, submit to Him, and follow Him. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Uh, This is a person saying, I don't get the crock trend, they're so ugly. What's a trend with clothing that you don't understand? Oh, gosh. Okay, for
0: me, and this may be more speaking as a dad,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I think there's a, and it's been this way for a long time, but it seems more so today we are letting young women wear clothes that I think sexualizes them, mm. and we call it empowerment. Dang. and it's not it's sexualization and i think that's a negative because we're teaching a lot of young women that your power is your sexuality mm. and no your power is who you are as a person mm. um, so that may be real dad-like of me um, and you say what's well, just because you have a daughter well yes i do but i also have a son and and i feel for young men out there because um, our society tells them you know oh you shouldn't think that way about women but then they tell the young women, well, you should dress this way. Mm-hmm. And that's those are mixed messages. Yeah. And I think it confuses our girls because it's telling them your value is in how you look. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't yeah. get
2: that. No, I'm I'm and, with you. Yeah. Mine's a, mine's a little bit less deep. <laughs> I was going to say uh, the fact that bell-bottom jeans are coming back. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to lie. They looked ugly in the 70s. They did. And they haven't gotten better. No. I don't know who in the fashion industry said like we're going to bring back bell bottom jeans yeah i don't know why they talk like that yeah, but they, they do. talk like that <laughs> uh but no. Yeah. no 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 they're ugly they were ugly
0: in the originals and they're still ugly
2: and i get it like some pants being looser mm-hmm. that's fine yeah. it, it, if you have it to where it flares out just like a little bit a flared pants different than a bell bottom pants. yeah yeah and true bell bell bottoms i just i just don't get it yeah there's no okay final question and this is a good one. I'm curious to hear what you say on this. How do you actually forgive someone who's hurt you really bad? And I like that they use the word actually forgive. Yeah. Because you can say, I forgive you, but hold that still. It's a lot more messy yeah. when you're dealing with actually letting it go than just saying it. It's hard. And, and it's one of those things
0: that forgiveness, I think we think forgiveness is a feeling mm. and it's not. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a choice. Yeah. What you're doing when you're forgiving someone, you're choosing to say, I'm not going to judge you or bring, you know, or, or wish condemnation on you or, or that I'm forgiving you. I'm absolving you of guilt. Mm. It doesn't mean that they've earned trust back. Just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you necessarily should trust them. Yeah. Um, forgiveness and trust are two different things. But forgiveness is you're, you're taking away the penalty. And actually what you're doing is you're allowing the penalty that Christ paid for them. And some people say, well, you know, what if the person, you know, really hurt me or abused me? Mm. Well, it, it's true. That's a horrible thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there is forgiveness because of what Christ did. Our forgiving someone has nothing to do with our own strength. It has to do with saying, okay, Jesus help me to forgive them. Yeah. And you're doing it because he paid the price. So you're not asking them to. That's good. And what you're doing is you're actually releasing them to God. Mm-hmm. and saying, God, you take care of them. I'm going to let it go. You know, and David did that in the Psalms a lot. You know, mm-hmm. God, you know, you judge them. Yep. You bring judgment down on them. He was actually saying, God, you do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: because he was giving that right up to God. And I think that's what we should do. That's what forgiveness is. Now, it's not easy mm-hmm. and it takes time. Yep. And it takes you doing it over and over again because what you're feeling is the hurt of it. And those are the things you have to let go. Because if you don't, it's just going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt them at all.
2: Yeah. I mean, the the thing I was going to say was that it takes time. Mm -hmm. That that was going to be my piece of advice. I think sometimes we think that forgiveness should be a one-time decision. Yeah. Like, you know what? I forgive you. And it's like just dropping it. Yeah. And then you move on. But the truth is, it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And it takes making that decision over and over again. Yeah. But as you do it, it gets a little bit easier and you're going to have yeah. good days and bad days, but moment by moment, week by week, month by month, year by year, you'll notice that it doesn't have hold over you anymore. And that's the thing about unforgiveness Yeah, is if you harbor it in your heart, it will control your life. It, it's like yeah. a poison that'll mm-hmm. spread from how you treat this one person to how you treat all people.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people have this, like I said, the, well, if I forgive them, does that make everything right and better.
2: Does it mean that they didn't do anything yeah, wrong? Yeah. You know, it does and not. That's, no, it doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't. That's where, you know, if it's someone who hurt you, you, you don't necessarily get close to them again mm-hmm. where they hurt you again. But you do need to forgive them. Um, but trust, again, takes a while.
2: And I think there's no better example of forgiveness that wasn't deserved than Jesus. Mm-hmm. When he was on the cross, literally dying, yeah, falsely accused, yeah, put through various murder trials that were all fake, Mm -hmm. and super shady yeah well i mean and all he did was ever all he ever did was help people and love people and speak truth yeah and as he was hanging on that cross dying he said father forgive them they don't know what they're doing yeah that is a powerful picture of forgiveness and did it make what the people were doing to him like did it make it right yeah no Mm -mm. it wasn't right it was the most unjust thing in history literally yeah And yet that's the posture that he had. Mm -hmm. And Jesus shows us how to be human. He shows us what it really means to be a human. Um, he, He had to because we couldn't do it on our own. That's true. And if you follow his example, you will not regret it. Yeah. But that is all the time we have today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. We appreciate you guys listening consistently. If you enjoyed this, send it to a friend. We would love for them to to hear some of these perspectives. Yeah. And you know, once again, the whole reason we started this was so more people could get the opinion of a of a good dad because uh, I think that's a rare thing in our world today. But thank you guys again for joining us, and we pray that you have a blessed day.
0: We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We would also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the hey Dad podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.